Hello and welcome to the Odds Profit Podcast. We're back after a one-week hiatus and as always, we're here to give the bookies a real chasing, a proper pasting, a right old wallop and complete pummeling. Helping me to dish out the punishment this week is Andy Furlong, former writer with Backpost, Manchester United fan and all-round wonderful human being. How are you, Andy? I'm very good, Simon. Thanks very much for having me on. Looking forward to getting into it. Good stuff. Right, let's get the important bits and pieces out of the way first. This podcast is about betting and gambling, so you must be aged 18 or over to listen in. And if you do follow our tips this weekend, then please gamble responsibly. Right then, international football has officially been cancelled until next March, leaving the club game to take centre stage for ages. We have another 10 Premier League fixtures to analyse this week, so let's jump straight in. Andy, what do you have for us first up? Well, first up is the 12.30 lunchtime kickoff on Saturday afternoon. So it's Leicester uh, hosting Chelsea at King Power Stadium. Uh, it's not the easiest game in the world to try and predict this one. I'm very torn on how this one's going to go out. I reckon it's actually maybe even the closest game of the weekend probably. And I think the betting markets kind of reflect that. So um, I think Leicester have kind of struggled a little bit this season. They've kind of been in and out. They've been patchy in form. Um I think they might have struggled a little bit with balancing maybe Europa League football or whatever, but they haven't had to worry about any of that now this week. Although Brendan Rodgers has spent a lot of time maybe house hunting in Cheshire as opposed to maybe (laughs) tactically setting up his team this week, so according to certain reports. But um, I just feel that the first game back after an international break often throws up a few surprise results. If this had been the last game before the international break, then maybe I would have thought Chelsea were going to win this game nine times out of ten. I think when it's the first game back after the international break... You just historically you just always see these little weird results getting thrown up. So um, it's the it's the early it's the early kickoff game. It's the first game back after after the international break, and Leicester are at home. And I don't know, I have no stats to back this up, but I feel like the home team in the twelve thirty kickoff always just does pretty well. I think it's a game <laughs> that doesn't suit the away side. So it's just I, a Man United fan speaking. It might be. Maybe it's maybe I'm cursed by recency bias or something. But I just <laughs> I just do feel that, that the away team seems to struggle in that early kickoff game. So, while I do think Chelsea are probably the favourites to win, I think the recipe is there, or the ingredients are there, sorry, to make up a, a bit of a surprise result. So, um, with the game being so close to call, what I've kind of decided to do here is to try and give a platter of options for the listeners to kind of, you know, cover each kind of outcome. So, um, Leicester to win the game is actually just Leicester straight out to win is 4-1 to one or 5.0, which I think is really good value. And Leicester generous. are a dangerous side. They're a side that even though while they've struggled, they're on their day, they can beat anybody. Harvey Barnes is in really good form. They've got some really good players like Tiemann's and all in midfield. And Jamie Vardy's always oh, good for a goal here and there. And they're just Especially a against the, those big opponents, isn't he? Absolutely. He's, record, he's got an amazing record against, yeah. against the top team. So like they're, they're always... I just feel they're always good for a goal, you know? Um, so... I wouldn't be stunned to see Leicester nick the game. So Leicester at Leicester at four to one or five point zero, I think represents really good value. But Chelsea then obviously are top of the table. They've been dominant, and they are they're over. They're they're outperforming everybody else in the league. Hence why they're top of the table. But do you know what other table they're actually top of the top, top of right now? I do not. They are actually top of the expected goals against table. So they're outperforming everybody else in terms of goals conceded. Um, they've had a few really stellar displays from the likes of Edward Mendy. Um, there's been a couple of games there, like the game against Brentford a few weeks ago, there was a couple of world-class saves or whatever. Chelsea have only conceded four goals this season, and while their defence is solid, I would say it's pr- there's underlying statistics there and underlying numbers there that would suggest it's not 
only four goals conceded so far this season good. So I, I just I do feel that Leicester are a good value for a goal. So I also think Chelsea are probably going to win the game. So I think there's some real value here for the, the adventurous, courageous better this weekend in that Chelsea to win the game 2-1 is coming in at 17-2 or 9.5. Okay, it's a correct score tip. A correct score tip. Meaty. I, I fancy Chelsea to win, but I just I just think Leicester have a goal in them. So I think at 2-1, it's really tough to find value in this game. I think that's a real meaty bet. Now, if you want to go a bit more safe and a bit more solid, you can maybe go with a both teams to score coming in at 10 to 11 or an over 2.5 goals at you know 4 to 5. But I think there's a, there's a nice little um, yeah, ladder of a lot of stuff to, to go on from. there. Excellent stuff. So um, easing you in nice and um, handily here, we're giving you the second game as well. So where are you taking us to the first 3 o'clock kickoff? The first 3 o'clock kickoff is Aston Villa versus Brighton at Villa Park. So this is going to be Steven Gerrard's first game in charge of Aston Villa. Um, Aston Villa have been struggling a little bit hence why they've changed manager um, they haven't actually won a game in the Premier League since beating Man United on the 25th of September since then they've lost 2-1 away to Spurs 2-3 at home to Wolves 3-1 away to Arsenal they've lost 4-1 at home to West Ham and the most recent one was 1-0 away to Southampton so they're not scoring very many goals they've got a new manager coming in um, and a lot of the time the first thing a new manager does is try and shore up the defence you know, as opposed to like addressing attacking issues or whatever. So I can see them still maintaining that not scoring very many goals over the next couple of weeks. They're who they're hosting is Brighton, who have been a bit of a surprise package now so far this season. They've um they've won four uh, four games already this season. But interestingly enough, all four of those games came within their first all four of those wins came within their first five matches, I should say. So they sort of started off really brightly and while they're still doing well, the wins have sort of tailed off a little bit. Their last six games has seen five draws and one defeat. And while there has been some really good results in there, like a nil-nil with Arsenal or even coming from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 at Anfield, the goals have been drying up. In the last six matches, they've only scored one goal away to Palace, one goal to Newcastle. Um, they scored one goal in a 4-1 defeat against Man City. They scored none against Arsenal and they scored none against Norwich, which is kind of criminal in this season. <laughs> so the goals are kind of drying up. So I, I think with... Aston Villa not scoring a lot of goals right now and Gerrard probably going to put a bit of focus on defence. I think where I'm going to plump for this one is a low scoring draw. So under 2.5 goals is coming in at 4-5 to five or 1.8. Uh, both teams to not score is coming in at 1-1 to one or 2.0. Oh, I like that one. And if you want to get a little bit adventurous with that then as well, if you want to go with a score prediction of a 0-0 draw, you can get 9-1 to one or 10.0, wow. which again is a little bit meaty. <laughs> more than a little bit there's plenty of meat on those bones but that's excellent yeah I really like those and plenty of options again for game two um, so yeah first up for me is Turf Moor where Burnley host a very fashionable to like Crystal Palace team in Lancashire the Clarets escaped Stamford Bridge with a point just before the international break despite conceding a massive 25 attempts against the Blues Chelsea had an XG of over 3 so really the result was an an anomalous one an anomalous and invented another new word one per week at this rate and not a sign of any corners being turned for Burnley I think Palace meanwhile are unbeaten in six games and they come into Saturday's assignment on the back of a successive win to nil against Manchester City and another one against Wolves Vieira has the Eagles playing some lovely football which bodes well for his tenure seeing as it's still in its infancy Conor Gallagher in particular has been excelling now Burnley actually beat Palace home and away last term but guess what Andy the landscape has shifted 
It's almost unrecognisable, from a palace perspective at least. It's trees instead of rocks and rivers instead of dry riverbeds. <laughs> I think Palace I think Palace could win this one but backing them to do so in the markets might be a little too risky even if those 31 to 20 odds are tempting Palace are conceding two goals a game on the road on average this season too so there are defensive issues to iron out I think a safer bet maybe is both teams to score at 1.91 or 10 to 11 so yeah I can't see Palace keeping a clean sheet against that relatively awkward Burnley front line they're burly they're big they're strong from set pieces. Palace are conceding goals, so I, I, I see Burnley getting on the score sheet. But the Eagles pack enough punch at the opposite end under Vieira to strike back. So yeah, both teams to score 1.91. It's simple, but hopefully we'll earn you some money. Solid bet. Okay, so uh, next up is Newcastle at home to Brentford at St. James's Park. And new manager weekend continues as Eddie Howe will have his <laughs> first game in charge at Newcastle. Um, there's lots of momentum around Newcastle and a lot of energy right now at the minute um, after the recent takeover and they're coming up against the Brentford side who have been kind of overperforming this season a little bit and while they do have lots of heart and fight about them I think that overperformance has kind of tailed off a little bit already and um, they do have a very long injury list as well this week now I know that Brentford are more of a kind of a systems team where players can kind of just slot in and slot out so like maybe the injury list might not be as impactful for other sides or whatever but um Brentford have done really well in games where they've been massive underdogs. Obviously, they had that big win against Arsenal in the first game of the season. They had a 3-3 draw with Liverpool, and they've had like plucky underdog sort of heroic defeats, a 1-0 heroic defeat against Chelsea. So like those kind of games where like they're raising their game and they're playing like well above their station seem to be their 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 um their kind of special superpower right now this season. Whereas when they're playing against teams that they might be expected to be mixing it up with a bit more frequently or um, maybe even take control of the game, they don't seem to be able to really do that. Like They've lost to Burnley, and I mean, Burnley swatted them aside. Burnley aren't really a team that scores many goals very often, but Burnley really put a, um, put a good show on that day. They've lost to Norwich, they've lost to Brighton, and I kind of put Newcastle in that same category. So with the new manager bounce and all the kind of energy and all that kind of stuff around Newcastle at the minute, along with the, the injury list, I think... A, a, a Newcastle win is probably the safest bet, and a Newcastle just to win outright is thirteen to eight or two point six three. That's a really decent price, a really good price. So Eddie Howe to bring home the bacon straight away. Eddie Howe is going to start turning things around straight away. Oh, good stuff! It's nice to see him back. Actually, I forgot he existed for a while. Yeah, he just seemed to be linked with every job for a while, and then was kind of like turning jobs down, and yeah. then I expected yeah. him to turn up on Big Brother sixty nine or <laughs> Strictly Come Dancing or whatever. But um, they're probably tactical. They're probably lucky they got him when they did because uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here was just about to start as well. So <laughs> <laughs> lucky might be crying out for a show like that in a couple of months. You don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of new manager weekend, Andy, I'm off to Carroll Road where Dean Smith not Delia Smith, takes charge of Norwich for the first time against Southampton and Ralph Hasenhutl, who was among those named as possible successors to Smith at Aston Villa before Gerrard got the job. Norwich won their final fixture under, under Daniel Farke, of course, though that was somewhat fortuitous triumph at Brentford, and it was their first victory of their entire campaign so far. With a new man in the hot seat and possibly a new formation, Smith favours a three at the back, we have to expect an improved performance from the Canaries. And I would imagine that defensive solidity and stability will be the aim for Smith this weekend. A let's not concede sort of vibe. Luckily for City, Southampton are just about the ideal team to play if you're looking to keep the score down. The Saints are averaging less than a goal a game this season so far. And 7 of their 11 Premier League matches so far have produced under 2.5 goals. So that's the market I like for this one. And it's 10 to 11 or 1.91. 
Again, that's under two and a half goals. So a low scoring start for Smith. I Just like how. I think that, sound, that sounds pretty good. Um, I don't, don't expect you to have the answer to this off the top of your head, but can you remember a weekend where there's been like so many new managers starting them all at the same time? I can't, Andy. No. Uh, I thought you were going to you had to rip out a little bit of a stat there for me. <laughs> and then, I was going to access my knowledge bank. Yeah, and then Conte only the week before. He's, he's yeah. obviously still a new manager as well. Like it's it must just, be worth, worth a study, actually, before the, the second or the last international break of the year. So before, yeah, or during yeah. the last international break, I would imagine... The hatchet swings like a lot in pretty freely. Yeah. 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 Well, look, that's pretty much it for part one. We're we're five games down out of ten, but but before we burst forwards into the next section. Oh no, Andy, it's quiz time. I have a new victim. I mean, contestant. I I I, I kind of thought that the the quiz thing might have taken a backseat this week as you have a guest. Never, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready for this? Are you ready to test that magnificent brain now? Because this is your first podcast i thought i would give you a premier league firsts quiz at least it's football so count your lucky stars that actually puts more pressure on me now do you know what if it had been something completely out there i would have felt no pressure on getting anything right now i feel under pressure talk about pressure i was going to give you a quiz on like questions a 10 year old would know do one of those type ones (laughs) and just embarrass the hell out of you but um no we're gonna stick to football i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get embarrassed right here now anyway no look i have have great faith i think you're gonna get most of these right so you ready to go? Yep. Premier League first quiz. Okay. So the first one is, who scored the first ever Premier League hat-trick? Andy's drawn a blank, listeners. <laughs> I know the answer to this question and I now I am now experiencing what they frequently call a stage fright, I think. Stage fright. Do you want me to do like mute like a countdown clock music maybe to make you feel pressure a bit more go on it's Brian Dean it's not Brian Dean no it's Eric Cantona oh it's Eric Cantona would you believe he scored a hat-trick for Leeds United in August 1992 during a 5-0 romp over Tottenham Hotspur actually romp doesn't get used enough in my opinion I'm bringing it back prepared to hear lots of romping I should have got that. <laughs> Question two. Who scored the first ever live televised Premier League goal? Even though it was called a Premiership back then. Teddy Sheringham. Correctamundo. He scored the opening goal of the first live Super Sunday for game on Sky Sports for Forest against... Liverpool? Boom! Bonus points. See? My faith was well placed. Uh, listen, I got one. Okay. <laughs> it was one out of two. 50% to pass. <laughs> if we can stop right there, I'll take it. Question three. Who was the first goalkeeper to score a Premier League goal? First goalkeeper to score mm. a Premier League goal. I have a feeling it's Peter Schmeichel, but it might be Brad Friedel. It's Peter Schmeichel. And it was as late as October 2001. It was for Aston Villa, wasn't it? For Aston Villa in yeah. a 3-2 away defeat against... Oh, it was... Was it against Birmingham? It Walker? wasn't. They were blue. So you're on to... Uh, no. It's Everton now. Okay. Everton. Um, okay, next one. You're doing really well. Who was the first Premier League manager to be sacked ever? Oh, I don't know that. I actually don't know that. That's I don't know that. Okay, well, it was Ian Porterfield. <laughs> How did you not know that? He was <laughs> dismissed I, by if Chelsea. I, if I had it taken a shocker. shot in the dark, I still never would have got there. <laughs> so there you go, Chelsea, 15th of February, 93. Chelsea. Something's never changed? Never changed. Revolving door at Stamford Bridge. Right. Which team fielded the first all-foreign starting eleven on Boxing Day, 1999? Chelsea Correctamundo Correctamundo Excellent Alright um, Which club had no kit sponsor In the first season Of the Premier League 
Imagine that. No kid sponsor in the first season of the Premier League. And no football boots. And no football <laughs> boots. I'm thinking it was Norwich. Oh, close, but you're way off. <laughs> it was Wimbledon. They were my next guess. You should have made them your first guess. Yeah. Okay. Who it was is the first quiz? I should have made the first guess is the first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It all ties in. Who was the first player to win the golden boot for two different clubs? First player to win the golden boot for two different clubs. Oh, you're killing me here. Like, you're killing me here. These are all stuff that I really think about who scored goals to. in the early 90s. Like, it's, there's not that many who scored that many. Yeah. Come on, I'll sure. give you. There you go. I was going to say yeah, it's really obvious. Like, we, it's just when you're put on the spot, you overthink like this. it though, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 94, 95 for Blackburn, 96, 97 for Newcastle. Because I was going to say Les Ferdinand, and then I was like, oh, yeah, the other Newcastle strike. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that no one's ever heard of since Alan Shearer. <laughs> okay, so who was the first player to score in 10 consecutive Premier League games? Rude van der Sturoy. Correct. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. And, you, and Jamie Vardy broke that in two. All right. This, you're showing off a little bit now, okay? Stick to the firsts. Who was the first player ever to be sent off in the Premier League? Oh, the first player. Standard pub quiz fair this Ever one. to be sent off was Vinnie Jones. Nope. He's the fastest ever to be sent off, isn't it? Yeah, that's the fastest. Yeah. But, um, the fir- do you know what? You'd never get this one because he's not a sendy offy type of player. It's uh, Niall Quinn. I never would have got that. No, I don't even no. think I've heard that before. 19th of August, 92, for Man City against Middlesbrough. What did he do? He, well, <laughs> he threw acid on a defender. <laughs> okay, here's a good one now. This is a real uh, noodle twister. It's one you could probably figure out with a bit more time. So, um, first player to win the Premier League title with two different clubs. And they're thinking, okay, who won the first few Premier Leagues? Who paid for both clubs? Okay, that is that is a noodle scratcher okay so it's it's not a man I don't think it's anyone who it's yeah it is it's Henning Bard oh my god he got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to rule out Man United players straight away because I was like okay because I was thinking Man United to Arsenal and I was like oh, Blackburn and I, yeah 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 oh good thank you that's good man I, how many did you get uh, I lost one, track I think I got 10 2 3 <laughs> uh, 4 5 6 Six, that's Six. really good. Sixty percent. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm disappointed I didn't get the Cantona one. If I didn't panic, I would. I think I should have got the Cantona. I thought that was one. a toughie. Yeah, but a bit I, obscure. It, it's something that as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I knew that. I'd heard that before. You know that kind of thing. I just my mind first the first question in my first quiz, and I just drew a little bit of a blank. So like, yeah, I'll take sixty percent. My dad, that might be the highest score yet of any quiz. <laughs> to be fair, so you have been eased in. Okay, that will do for part one. Welcome back to part two. Andy is first up. What do you have for us? Next on the list, Simon, is Man United's trip to Vicarage Road where they're going to take on Watford. Um, it's Typically, it's a game that Man United have never really done well in, regardless of this poor bit of form that they're currently in. Like Over the last couple of seasons, they've, they've always struggled at Vicarage Road. Even you know, if you look back at some of them results, you'll probably see some Man United wins, but they've always been messy, tough, hard-fought affairs. If anything, what Watford should probably do is see if Troy Deeney's available for the weekend just to see because he used to always run rough shot over Man United's defence. I I don't see things getting a whole lot better for Man United this week. Um, Basically, if Watford can do any running at all, they'll probably outrun the Man United team and there's always a good chance you're going to win. Plus, Man United have only kept two clean sheets in their last 24 games, which is a run that stretches all the way back to April last season. Yuck. 
So yeah, I'm probably looking at both teams to score or an over 2.5 goals kind of market. And over 2.5 goals would have landed in six of Man United's last eight games. That's 75% of Man United's last games. That's almost three quarters. That's almost three quarters. <laughs> and over 2.5 goals as a bet would have landed in all five of their last yeah, five away yeah. games. Which I see is, where this is 100% actually right oh right <laughs> so uh, I think that's where the, the smart money is going to go is over 2.5 goals and that comes in at 4 to 6 or 1.67 in what we are all billing as the got beaten 5-0 by Liverpool Derby <laughs> <laughs> shared experience therapy session at Vicarage Road there I think but I like that one that's um, 1.67 there's enough meat on those bones again yep and we like a bit of meat here <laughs> we sure do Okay, so um, I'm off to Molyneux next, where mid-flying Wolves host high-flying West Ham. The Hammers put a nail in Liverpool's unbeaten start to the new season with a fine 3-2 win over the Reds before everyone jetted off across the earth, much to Greta Thunberg's ire. (laughs) A result that moved the Hammers to within three points of Chelsea at the summit. Now, West Ham have now won nine of their last 11 games in all competitions. But with them, the question, of course, is how long can they sustain this early surge? That's a debate for another day, really. So all we can say right now is that West Ham are red hot. They've actually scored more Premier League goals than Man City this season. And it's in the final third where their threat is found. And it's worth backing this weekend, in my opinion. West Ham actually scored seven times against Wolves in two meetings last season. And Wanderers are playing a more open brand of football this term under new management. So I think David Moyes' men are going to have chances to score. They look a big price at 11 to 8 or 2.38 in the over one and a half team goals market on Saturday. So they scored two or more goals. The bet lands. Do you that's, like that one? That's a really good bet. I big price. I think I might even take that one for myself. Don't you dare. It's for our <laughs> listeners, not you. Um, okay. So uh, next up then, it's the dinner time fixture, Andy. Have you got any dinner plans for Saturday, actually? I, I was I was contemplating trying to go out for a bit of dinner with Well, my... cancel them! <laughs> cancel those plans! They had cause... to be cancelled. I was going to bring my mother out for dinner for the weekend and she was like, oh, but Liverpool are playing on TV. <laughs> so she'd rather sit in and watch Liverpool than go out for dinner with her son. But Yeah, she'd rather do most things than hang out with you, I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, look, remarkably, know. given the torrent of abuse directed at Mikel Arteta over the past 12 months, Arsenal can actually leapfrog Liverpool in the table this weekend if the Spaniard can mastermind a victory over Klopp. And Arsenal are unbeaten in 10 games in all competitions, while they've won six, won six and drawn two of their last eight games in the league. So what does all of this mean, I hear you ask? Very little, as far as I'm concerned, listeners. Liverpool are a much, much better team than Arsenal, and I think they can prove that on Saturday night. West Ham result aside, they've looked every inch like potential title winners this season, and they expect them to get firmly back on track this weekend. Unfortunately, so do the bookmakers, who have priced Poole at a very dreary 9-20 to to pocket the points. Avoid that standalone result market this weekend, and instead, combine it with both teams to score, which comes in at 7-4 to or 2.75. Now get this, Andy. Get this. Are you ready to get it? I'm, I'm here with a catcher's miss. <laughs> Arsenal have scored on 17 of their last 19 trips to Anfield, while Liverpool have conceded 10 times in their last six league games. There's enough in there to suggest that Arsenal can hit a consolation on Saturday, so a home win and both teams to score is the way to go, and that price again is 7-4 to four or 2.75. That's excellent. That's actually really interesting. They've scored in 17 of their last 19 trips to Anfield. In all comps. I, I League and Cup. That. I, just, I seem to picture in my head a lot of like heavy Liverpool to nil. There victories. have been, but yeah. consolation goals are plenty for yeah, the Londoners. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what? That Saturday's game's completio. 
So we're on to Sunday, which is 24 hours later in some countries. <laughs> so <laughs> Sunday's first game is my final game of this week's show. And it's at the Etihad Stadium where Man City take on Everton in a battle between two different shades of blue. Well, not on Sunday because Everton will be wearing their away kits. But generally speaking, before the international break, Man City cantered to a 2-0 win over rivals United at Old Trafford in what might have been their easiest game of the season so far. They should find the going just as simple against Everton. City are searching for their ninth straight win over the Toffees on Sunday. And they hammered them 5-0 when the teams last met in Manchester back in May. Everton have lost three of their last four games in the league. And at 1-7 for a home win, the bookies clearly think this one is a foregone conclusion. Consequently, finding value is tough here. But I like Man City to score in both halves at 4-6 or 1.67. Slightly skinny, sure, but City have notched in both halves in five of their last six encounters with Everton. And I think they can repeat the trick here. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's it's it's a tough one to find value, and I was looking at that one earlier on as well. And everything does seem to be heavily weighted towards a Man City win there. Understandably, so, yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they're not even kind of they haven't hit their stride as such, have they? In patches, little they're, moments. They're a scary team when like because yeah, they, they, you watch them and you're always sort of in awe of them, and also think that they're not even really trying yet. They're not even trying yet. So they're a very scary team. Like you look at Liverpool and they're very scary in a like in a more obvious in way. Your face kind yeah, of, in a yeah. real obvious way. Whereas Man City you're kinda of like a silent scary thriller or something that is just waiting to explode. Yeah, I think they play most games in kind of second third gear, don't they? Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean that game against United was a harrowing watch for us. It was one of those games where your team gets I hate to use the word because it's kind of a bit of hyperbolic, but it is embarrassing when your team just can't <laughs> they can't even make a tackle yeah. they can't keep a ball for two or three passes and it looks like the other team aren't even using any energy to do that yeah there's a lot of times when stuff like words like embarrassing and stuff gets thrown around but like every now and again it fits and the right way to describe what happened to Manchester United at Old Trafford against Man City was embarrassing and they went easy I think second half do you they remember that trying. scene they weren't even trying in um, the first season of True Detective when Rust fought Marty in the in the in the car park. Oh yeah. And he kinda of let him hit him a few times yeah. and you could see he was just like, Stop now, please and kinda of chucked him against a car and was in total control the whole time and yeah. Marty was just like red and sweaty and swinging from the fences. It kind of felt a little bit like that. Spoilers for True Detective season, oh, probably, season one. If you haven't seen it by now, look, we, we're not responsible for ruining a show that, that, that's it's like, that old. It's like five or six years old now at this stage. <laughs> okay, what's the last game, Andy? Well, you were uh, talking, Simon, about how the two different shades of blue were going to be playing each other. I actually have a game that's going to be two different shades of white playing against each other. <laughs> <laughs> white and slightly off-white. Yeah, so hopefully one of them is going to remember to bring the away jersey with them. But um, uh, Antonio Conte is nearly continues the new manager streak so yeah, he'll be in his second game um, will it be his first game at home were Spurs at home and they're f- no they were away to Everton I think they played Vitesse didn't they in the Europa oh, yes, Conference League had, he has had a but home Premier game. League first it is yeah. Yeah. another Premier League first another listeners. Premier League first so uh, Antonio Conte is going to be, be taking over Spurs again and they're going to be coming up against Leeds who seem to in the last few weeks shored up that leaky defence that everyone was saying was their big Achilles heel um, and under 2.5 goals bet would have come in in 7 of Leeds last 9 matches um, so like the goals it used to be a, a feature of Leeds games that there was always going to be goals and lots of them interestingly enough Leeds are one of the lowest scoring teams in the league but there's only 3 teams in the league this season who have scored less than Leeds one of them is do you know Simon pop oh, quiz oh, is, it, is it Tottenham it's Tottenham oh. so coupled 
the, with the fact that Tottenham are one of the lower scoring teams Leeds are one of the lower scoring teams and Leeds seem to have also shored up that bit of a defence throw in the fact that Conte is probably going to try and take a typically pragmatic defensive approach I see a pretty low scoring affair here so I think that under 2.5 goals which comes in at 11 to 10 or 2.1 is probably where the smart money is going to go yeah I like that one it makes a lot of sense I can't see that one being an explosive game by any means it's just Conte's MO isn't it he's he'll get a team organised but don't expect thrills and spills yeah and even if you just put Conte to one side like like we mentioned earlier on with Steven Gerrard and Villa it's kind of a lot of the time when a new manager comes in the first thing they want to do is just shore up their defence and then sort of address the attack and stuff so with Spurs not scoring and I think Conte is going to put the focus at the other end of the pitch to begin with anyway. I just I just think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Yep, makes total sense. That's 10 out of 10 games done. Wow, done. How does it feel? Uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. It was it was in, it was fun. It was interesting. It was uh, thanks very much for having me on. Uh, it was always a blast. It was a pleasure. You were you were sweating less as the as the show progressed. There was only so much sweat I could have inside me. I think I used it all up by by the halftime. <laughs> well, look, thanks to all of you as always for tuning in. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like the show, we'd appreciate a follow on Spotify and maybe even a share with your friends. If you're feeling generous, the more followers and listeners we get, the likelier it is that we'll that we can keep the show going, I suppose. Uh, make sure and check out Odds Profit on Facebook and, of course, their official website for their latest expert tips. And always, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.